With The Breeze, this is Jake Conley. Today, I speak with Breeze investigative reporters McKinley Mihailov and Mike Staley about the labor shortage nationally and how that's impacted JMU and Harrisonburg locally. They've seen shortages on in the university, in the community, and in our healthcare system, and our print series this week dives into all of that. It's Thursday, December 2nd, and this is The Morning Breeze. In with me today, Breeze investigative reporters McKinley Mihailoff and Mike Staley. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. So, in the print edition of The Breeze this week is a big three-part series that you guys have spent the last couple months reporting out, looking at the effects of the national labor shortage here in Harrisonburg, mm-hmm. looking at the university, local businesses, and also our local health system around here. So, I think the best place to start for this will be on campus, that's where all of our students are. So, Mike, you looked at the great resignation, as it's been called, on campus, and as students, we've all seen it, right? Obscenely long lines everywhere and whatnot. Talk to me about what you've heard from the university's workers about how this has been for them and how they're, they've been handling this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the biggest problems that university workers and mostly the managers of these uh, departments and stuff is that scheduling is hard, especially with the regulations that full-time students can't go over 20 hours in a week. Um, so they really have to work around those 20 hours and making sure that they're giving students those 20 hours which for a lot of students could be a lot more work than they intended on working. I know a lot of the job applications on JobLink are saying 7 to 12 hours, but if those positions aren't filled up, then the people that are already working there are starting to go up to 12 to 15, and that could go to 15 to 20. And so they're not really having that time that they need or they were planning for them to have for themselves because they have to fill in these gaps in the scheduling. Right. And what about our students here at JMU? They're the ones experiencing this. What have you heard from them about what they've seen on campus that tells them, hey, this is real at JMU? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things we've seen is that students are waiting a lot longer for things that they kind of took for granted before. Their lines at festival are getting through all the way to the back where the back restaurants are. Your lines at Starbucks and Carrier are going out the doors and the Student Success Center and, and the Carrier Library. These, what we don't really think about is before the labor shortage and the pandemic, how efficient these were with like two people at at their cash register and more people in the back. And so we had this kind of like bottlenecking of where we're all waiting for so long that we're getting kind of irritable. And it's not, it's not like we are helping it. We're not trying to do it intentionally, but it's just, we don't like waiting. And so these long waits are just causing more and more like irritability and stuff. And people are just, they want to get out of there as quick as they can. But with a few, so few workers, it's hard to get out there as quick as you can. Yeah, they're getting tired of the lines, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to say the Starbucks at Carrier Library, which has huge lines anyway, they're down to one register, right? Yeah, they're down to one POS system. They've added someone at the cups to write on the cups, but you still only have one person taking in an order at a time, one payment going. And so that's literally half the speed that they used to be at. Right. And one thing I want to make sure we emphasize is that this really is a national story that we're seeing everywhere, but JMU is not excluded from this, right? JMU is feeling this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we can see that all around nationally and here at JMU is that there's a lot of job openings. And it's not like the work, the jobs aren't there. It's that people aren't signing up for the jobs. They're not applying for the jobs. And so those job positions can't be filled 
And so the current people are having to stretch more and more to fill in those gaps that the department or store may have. And Mike, looking at your reporting, you even had student employees say that they're expecting their hours to go up already, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So especially during finals week, which is coming up, carrier library employees are just expecting scheduling issues because one scheduling for finals week is already going to be hard because the schedule is different. It's not going to be your regular routine schedule and you're going to have to adapt to that. And two, there's people that aren't going to want to work because it's finals week and they have maybe five finals that week and they they have to work crunch those out. But with such few numbers, they're just going to have to work those days. So you have less people who are going to be open to working when you already have a shortage, which is only going to exacerbate the problem, correct? Exactly. And McKinley, you took the other side of this, looking at the city, local businesses here in Harrisonburg, the medical systems around here. Let's start with the local businesses, though. Tell me what you've heard from the owners of these businesses from the city itself about how Harrisonburg's been experiencing this huge shortage we're seeing everywhere. Yeah, so definitely I want to emphasize that this is a problem that has been going on for a few years, but that COVID has also exacerbated. So when businesses shut down in COVID, it was then opening them to a labor shortage of people not wanting to work. And so the local businesses that I've spoken to, really what we're seeing is a shortage of hours. So the money that they want and need to be making, they can't because they only have enough workers to be open maybe four days out of the week. So that's the largest issue there. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the people you talk to a lot is a guy named Mikey Riesenberg. Yeah. He's the owner and head chef at Mashita. And I want to read a quote that he actually said to you that's in your print piece. Mm-hmm. Amongst the small business owners that I run into, the biggest thing we talk about is that no one wants to work. No one cares to work. End quote. It feels like that's something you've been hearing a lot. So tell me about that. It sounds like there's a hole that needs to be filled, but no one's coming to fill it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what it is exactly. And, you know, Mikey talked to me about how he had had maybe 20 to 22 interviews scheduled within a month. And so these are potential workers who could fill that gap. And it's not showing up to interviews or coming in and only working for one day, leaving, quitting after a week. And so it's this influx that's very uneven of people coming in and leaving. And it's the ebb and flow that just isn't being caught up with of people who had been working a couple of years ago, the numbers, I mean, a couple of years ago, and they're just not seeing it today. And so then that puts more burden on his staff, on he himself, who you say is working 15 plus hour days now just to keep the business running. Definitely. Yeah. During COVID, he talked about how he would work at least 50 hours a week just to keep things going because they didn't have the manpower. Absolutely. And this is not something that Mashita only is experiencing. We're seeing this everywhere. You reported that Several hundred businesses in Harrisonburg have either closed or faced extreme problems. The Harrisonburg downtown renaissance took a big fiscal hit. So this is something that's pretty widespread. Yeah. And you talked to the city of Harrisonburg about this, about the, to the city's leadership. They've got to see and recognize the extent of this problem that the city's local businesses are bearing the brunt of, right? Yes, and they are definitely seeing and recognizing it. Uh, Chris Quinn, the president of the Harrisonburg-Rockingham County Chamber of Commerce, said every industry in town is currently dealing with staffing and labor shortages. So this is systemic. This isn't just a couple. No, it's not. And now let's pivot to the other part of your reporting on this, McKinley, looking at the medical system around here, specifically Mm -hmm. Augusta Health and its nursing staff. Talk me through what their day-to-day looks like. What did you hear from the nurses you talked to about their experiences being a nurse right now? 
So I will say that it depends based on what department or unit the nurse is in. But something that everyone is seeing are nurses being pulled to go to the ICU to ensure that it's fully staffed. And this is looking again at COVID and the impact it's had because the ICU is in need of people to help COVID patients. And I want to read another quote from your reporting from Jonathan Coleman, who works in the cath lab at Augusta Health. He says, a perfect example of what they've been dealing with is, quote, I got called out last night for a heart attack at 3 a.m. and we finished the heart attack and then it was ready to start my day. I didn't clock out until four o'clock that afternoon, end quote. Even for the medical field, that is a horrendous shift and it feels like that's a burden that's been put on all of them, right? From your reporting, it sounds like you heard from a lot of people saying the staff are really bearing the brunt of this. Most definitely. And I think a lot of what I heard was that with the first wave of COVID, there was an anticipation. You know, they were preparing for it. They were ready. They were getting the PPE. They were, you know, all in it together. It was a sense of determination. But as the struggles with COVID and the nursing shortage have continued, and we've seen more variants come to the U.S., that has dwindled a little bit from what I've heard. A lot of the nurses talked about just exhaustion and experiencing and seeing burnout in their coworkers and just hoping that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and all of this. Right. And you even talked to a couple about nursing students, the future nurses who are going to be taking care of all of us. What was their message about looking at those younger people who are wanting to come into the nursing field, who are interested in the medical field? What did they say about that? Everything I heard was just don't quit, you know, don't stop. It's looking grim right now or it's hard right now, but this is still a worthwhile profession and we need people in it. So they're just really cheering for the upcoming generation of nurses. So I think if we're going to summarize all of this for both of your reportings, there's a hole that needs to be filled and people just aren't there. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any hope at the end of this tunnel? What have you heard from your sources? What do they look to? Are they expecting more workers? Where is their head at moving forward as we end this? I definitely think that there's hope. I think although what they've told us and the experiences that we've heard from them have been very difficult, there's still this sense of it can get back to how it was and be even better than that. So Yeah, and especially for looking at like JMU and the school, once people start getting back into the groove of how a regular semester at JMU looks like, People are going to start going out more, getting involved at school, getting involved, like getting a job on campus. Right now, we're still in that uncertainty of like, how does in-person school work? Because you got your juniors where this is their second semester, uh, second regular semester in college. This is their first regular semester for sophomores. And the freshman class hasn't seen a regular classroom since they were around 16. And so you're really seeing this sudden change that people really aren't they weren't used to it that we have never had to do this in our lifetimes before and so what everybody that i've spoken to is hopeful for is that once people start getting back into that groove then students are going to be more willing to work those on campus jobs work those positions that are needed to be filled and the more positions that are filled the less stress it is on the current employees right now mckinley mike thank you thank you thank you i'm jake conley and this has been The Morning Breeze.